This is one of the out-of-the-way places. The unvisited places. Bleak, wasted, dying. Look! There comes one of them now! They're coming to get you, Barbara. It's alive! people would have had uh, the respect and consideration to do that for me and that outed me before I knew. Is that what happened? A lot, yeah. Wow. People just didn't believe me, so. That you were gay? No, actually just one person. Actually, everybody else believed me. Everybody was like, oh yeah, we knew. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you mean you're not gay? You like men? And women? What? That's not possible. Also, I posted this snap. Um, I'll show it to you guys, but you can cut the audio because it's going to sound bad. And I forgot that. So I always, when I post things that are like real raunchy, yeah. I like change my, I customize my Snapchat settings to like oh, my nephew it. and my sister uh-huh. and my grandma can't see. Yeah. And um, I forgot my mom got a new Snapchat. No, so no. her name wasn't clicked. And this was the snap. I was like, and I like was like, who saw my snaps today? Because I was like, because and it was like Mel, and I was like, oh. Wait, your mom's in your Snapchat as Mel and not Mom. Melba Toast. That's so. Funny. It's what she's saved as in my phone. My, Melba Toast. That's, that's what my dad calls her. What? Because it's the best part of Cardenos. <laughs> and I, my dad saved as Big Daddy J, which is a joke from when Brooklyn was born. Where we made we made these tea, um, pink T-shirts with like yellow ribbon, and they said "Big Sister" on them, and uh, he said "Big Daddy," and so he saved in my phone as "Big Daddy J" and Big my mom's Daddy Melba Toast. Melba Toast. So if I ever was in danger and someone went through my phone, they would have no idea who to contact. They'd probably um, be like, "Oh, well, who does she talk to the most?" And it'd be one of like three fuck boys. So I'd be dead. <laughs> I mean, face tat. <laughs> you, you didn't need to say. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. no, I'll cut out no, no, face in there. I was like, no, people know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't see a picture rod. Anytime we say that, we don't do it. But this time, <laughs> this time, face tat's going on the Instagram. Do, have you seen him? We're tagging mm-hmm. him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think he's really cute. Yeah? I do. You know what I think is really cute? <laughs> the Awful Hour, which is what you're currently listening to. Hey. Hi, Hello. I'm Nathan. I'm Rachel. Oh. Ooh, now you guys gotta fight it out to the death <laughs> in mud. Proceed. And we will put that on the I'm Incredible. Excellent. <laughs> Riveting. What is everybody up to today? How's um, it going? I just had lunch with some friends that I like a lot better than you guys. Oh, mm. That's fucking rude. I'm kidding. For the listeners, we all had lunch together. <laughs> um, it's not the first time that we've eaten together, but it's the first time um, we've eaten food together. So. <laughs> and I, we've been talking a lot about Visco. Rachel still doesn't really know what a Visco girl is. No. She's too old. She's way too old. But I am dressed as a Visco girl to blend in on this college campus we're recording at. Yeah. I have a cardigan. That was literally not helping. I see him with cardigans. I swear I do. They do wear cardigans a lot. Yeah, Rachel would be more like a, oh man, what's an old-timey camera? And I didn't wear my hoops or anything. That would be funny. 
like instead of a visco girl, she's like a daguerreotype girl or something. A uh, point and shoot. Oh. What does that mean? Anyway. An Instapix. <laughs> Nikon like, cool pics? <laughs> Polaroid. Polaroid. You're, ah. a Polaroid. You're a Polaroid girl. girl. <laughs> I like there. it, actually. Yeah? Yeah. I like it because it has the, the word roid in there, like hemorrhoid. <laughs> You're a roid girl. I got roids. I was thinking steroids. I got screaming roids. Screaming bloody roids. You know, um, this guy. <laughs> Speaking of bloody hemorrhoids, this guy. Go on. No, this guy told me that I started talking to you. was like, yeah, I've done steroids before. And I just immediately responded with, sorry about your dick. Ooh. <laughs> were you, did it end up being, were you, were you right? I don't know. You didn't see it? No. Okay. Why do we have a window in this room? This is about. I kind of love it. Makes me feel, um. All of our fans are outside watching. All, all of our fans. <laughs> <laughs> so we had lunch. That's fun. That was fun. We did. It was tasty. Fun, fresh. I we was, had zoodles. Yeah, but I'm not going to say we're from because uh, you got to pay us for oh, that shit. Sorry, we had zucchini noodles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure zoodles is a, is a generic term, but... Just, is it? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Anyway, zoodles. it was really fucking good it because I don't so... eat bread or sugar. You're on that keto. Ireland was asking me... Um, he was like, nobody's going to know what I'm talking about because I just cut that conversation. But um, he was asking me if uh, I just eat lettuce. Oh. I was yeah. Like, You're like, no, I also eat ass. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I know. I was like, I eat cheese and meat, you fuck. Like, yeah. There's a lot of things you can eat. Eggs. Yeah. I just don't eat bread. No bread. That's a downer. Looking like this is <laughs> <laughs> This body's worth this shit. Yeah, right. You know, you are, you are gonna take over. New year, new me. Coming into the roaring twenties. Got a vulva of steel. <laughs> you got a svelte body. Svelte. You got full native hair. Fully purple. Which I love. It is purple in color. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I do like your socks match, which I really like. Oh, your socks do match. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's mm -hmm. fun. I did also search the internet to find these um, custom phantom cutlers. Your old ones are fucking busted. <laughs> yeah. How long have you had those? Two years. Wow. But I wear them like all the time. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then they be at some point became yard shoes because the back is like cut out. But I fucking love these phantoms. I like so them too. I They're Converse? Mm-hmm. Nice. Spons. Please, Spons. Please. 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 Send wanna me the, all the Converse. Want to get that <laughs> canvas shoe money. Made a canvas. Um... What are we discussing today? Um, <clears throat> so we're going to discuss immigration. Okay. Uh, in a little bit. Uh, Wait, this is the awful hour. What's what's bad about immigration? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Hey, um, Cracker. <laughs> I love her. I do too. She's great. Also, Miss Cracker, come be on our podcast. Please, Miss Cracker. I would love that. That would be. Miss Cracker was Buffy for Halloween, and it was everything to me. Oh my god. Do you know Miss Cracker? Mm -hmm. She's Did a drag queen. Okay, can we talk? About, wait, have we told the story about um, when we were in line for my favorite murder? Oh. To Rachel. No. So we went to Kansas City to see my favorite murder, murder mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. And we they sold so many tickets that they had to do two shows. Um, so we got tickets to the second show. I know y'all went. I remember yeah. this. And we were in line. And Nathan could probably tell the rest better. So we were waiting in line. Um, and then we were waiting in line to go in for the second show. And the first show was coming out. Mm -hmm. And then um, I kind of like look over and I make eye contact with this girl. 
And then um, she just goes, are you Nathan Hiddle? And I think I went, yeah, but who are you? <laughs> and it turned out that it was an internet friend from when I was like 13. We met on a Buffy the Vampire Slayer message no board. No shit. Yeah, we follow each other on Instagram now, so that's how in she recognized me. In Kansas City. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I think she lives in Is Kansas City. Is that where City. she's from? Yeah, okay. that's where she lives. But that's so not where weird. we're from. Yeah. 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 <laughs> At all, yeah. But it was just it was just so wild. You're Nathan Hiddle, right? Oh, I am. That's what it's going to be like when this podcast blows up, so... She's like, I recognize you from Buffy Boards. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? It was pretty awesome. And then they actually. took an Instagram pic. Yeah, we did. It was pretty cool. Huh. Hi, Liz. I don't know. She might listen to this. She might not. She likes our page. Oh, did. Okay. Yeah, she, right. she sure did. Thanks, Liz. So Liz. back to... Immigration. So I got uh, <clears throat> actually some pretty good sources. I am the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, and the U.S. Department of State. Ooh, okay. Mm. So, um... The topic of my episode, as you guys know, but the listeners don't, kind of changed. I was originally going to do Native genocide, but I felt like I had um, maybe brought up Native American culture a few times. I would just like to say that, <laughs> no. that no, that's like a really interesting topic, and I still want you to do it at some point. <laughs> okay. I agree. Um, anyway, I, I feel like I've talked about it in every episode, and I don't want to beat people to death. But I... The whites I, beat the natives to death. <laughs> So the least you can do is tell their story. Tell your people's story. So your turn now. I thought I would expand on it and do immigration with the idea of obviously European immigration as well. But I found out a lot about Mexican immigration yeah. that I had no idea about. Um, when you kind of look up like the dark history of immigration, um, there is so much we don't know because the prejudice is still existing. Right. So, um, the Huff, I believe it was the Huffington Post, oddly enough, they described U.S. immigration as actually a history of deportation, Ooh. which is an interesting concept because the, the process of immigration has largely revolved around deportation of other people yeah. the entire time. It's also interesting because I feel like culturally we have this idea that the United States is like, uh, like a center of immigration, like. Right. Like, mm -hmm. we're taking in so many people. So they talk about that a lot, too. So um, the first step in immigration, of course, traces back to the 1600s and with the deportation of indigenous people. Because oh, right. it is mm -hmm. an, a deportation of indigenous people. And these people were removed from their homes and their farms by legal force and obviously um, non-legal force, like yeah. lethal, lethal force. Right. Um, but basically under the pretense that it was the law, because basically these colonize, colonizers came and said, um, this is our, our land now, and we, made, <laughs> and we made laws, and you have to follow the laws because you're on our land now, which is like, first of all, just like... <laughs> You can't be like, well, it's the law that you can't be here. And I just made up these fictional right. laws because yeah, I was here. Well, and I just imagine, <laughs> imagine the audacity of like, like, like walking into like Walmart and being like, hey, so this is my cake because I just decided <laughs> I made these laws that this cake belongs to me. So I'm going to take this cake. Bye. Yeah. What? So even back in the... Um, Why is that my metaphor? Why is that my example? <laughs> yeah. You're, I don't you know. Some cake? I love cake. We did just have lunch, so it's like... True. It's dessert, dessert time. time. Um, so sh um, oddly enough, even in the 1600s, shortly later, there was a, for uh, a focus put on the deportation of Mexicans. Okay. 
which you don't think about. And this is, of course, more um, like indigenous Mexicans. So we've always hated Mexicans. Right. Uh, See, I thought I gen. That's why I kind of prefaced. I genuinely thought that this was going to be about Native Americans, and it's truly about Mexicans. Wow. Um. Huh. So, and this get, it gets even worse because reportedly many white immigrants were unable to tell the difference between indigenous people from America and indigenous people from Mexico. <laughs> Um, they all look the same to me. <laughs> Daughter feather. <laughs> yeah, okay. My sister will be pissed when telling this story. My little sister, who is um, a senior in high school, uh-huh. recently revealed to me that she didn't know that Indians from India were not the same thing as Indians from America. Oh, boy. She, in fact, she didn't know there was a whole country called India. What is this school doing? I don't know. Fremont. Fremont. <laughs> Fremont Public <laughs> Schools, you've failed at least once. <laughs> um, so, reportedly, the only exception was that the they noticed that the Mexican um, indigenous people were more willing to be wage laborers. Uh-huh. And Mexicans were treated, have been treated as disposal workers since. So, basically... I, I want to clarify, too, that's not saying that the Native American people were lazy. It's saying that the Native American people wanted their, you know, their they wanted their land. That was that land. And yeah. the Mexican indigenous people were more willing to come in and be like, I'll work for money. Yeah. Whereas they're like, no, we have a system. We're yeah. going to keep going by yeah. that system. So just to clarify, like, okay. Native Americans are fucking lazy. Um, anyway, uh, here's a fact I think a lot of people overlook, and that is that a lot of people are coming from coming from Mexican Mexico at that time in general like yeah. you don't realize that back then there's such a focus on the European immigration well the Mexican people are also coming okay. up yes and have been since like America is like getting it from the, the side and behind and the front like everyone's coming in mm-hmm. right which is <laughs> relatable <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna go there since it was coming out of your mouth I'm like something's <laughs> Here is what I, this is where it starts, to me, when I was doing my research, it started to get really fucky. So British rule is still ruling at this time. British rule actually sought to mediate settling between the Native people and the European immigrants by preventing the expansion west of the Appalachian Mountains. So British rule came in and said, whoa, 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 there's people there? Okay, well, and then they're like, we're trying to start a war over there. So, because, you know, they still have control. So they're like colonizers, Appalachian Mountains, that's it. You don't get to take over these people's land. Hmm. Right. Um, And this is actually one of the the major points leading to the Revolutionary War. Because they wanted to keep expanding? Yes, documented in the um, Declaration of Independence that they said that um, they claimed British rule was trying to prevent the population of the U.S. and that the Indian people were merciless savages ruled by warfare and destructive to all ages, sexes, and conditions. God damn it. Of course. Sounds about right. Which... That 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 is when I started snapping you guys because I was like, I cannot believe, like I that's something I ne- you're never taught in a history book. No. That British uh-uh. Brit- the British rule was actually like, no, and the American people like in the Declaration <laughs> of Independence were like, uh uh-uh, uh, yes. we're taking these fucking Indians out. Like, oh my god, no shit, yeah. And they were like, you can't tell us what to do. Also, the hypocrisy of calling like a a group of people. Like merciless and savage, yeah. and that they're destructive. Ruled by everything. warfare, and that they're that they're destructive for everything and all people. Meanwhile, 
Blankets of smallpox. Right. Blankets, like, fucking, let's ravage their entire way of life and destroy all these Indian take nations. Take their children. Take them everything. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's the destructive force. <sighs> so, they reported that this essentially made America a pro-right passion project from the jump. Like, okay. that's my wording. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that's really what they centered around, is that basically just from the beginning, um, the colonization of America has been for a white race. Yeah. So the Naturalization Act of um, of 1790 based citizenship on race alone (laughs) and further encouraging white immigration. Although some Southern and Eastern Europeans would uh, face prejudice as they came over West. That's talking about like Ireland, uh, Italy. Yep. There's probably a couple more. Yeah, they weren't considered I'm not trying to exclude you. Uh, When they they first started coming over, they were considered... Eastern Europe was always different than Western Europe. Yeah. Well, that and like, I know like, well, obviously the Irish um, immigration had like, you know, they really had some prejudice against Irish people. They were drunks. And that um, Italians were like greasy and like, which is kind of the same stereotypes. I thought you were going to say, which is kind of true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) No, which is the same stereotypes (laughs) they had for the Mexican people. Yeah. Um, holy shit think you were that kind of person <laughs> thanks the- for pizza but take a fucking bath <laughs> Jesus you said it I didn't I didn't okay to clarify I did not say that <laughs> um so uh in in 1790 is when they the naturalization act you know it bases citizenship off citizenship off race well the important thing here is that that's the only the only way to become a citizen is to apply for citizenship. Yeah. It's not until 1868 that being born in the United States yeah. makes you a citizen. So you like literally everybody has to apply whether you were born here, whether you came here, you have to apply for citizenship. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not wild. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. So citizenship was not guaranteed by birth until as I said, uh, 1868 which is 3 years post civil war yeah. to put it in perspective. Wow, yeah. So We've already had the Revolutionary War. We're already yeah. a country. We've already tried to break into two countries unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. We, you know, <laughs> and and in uh, the Fourteenth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment is where they finally say uh, you can be guaranteed birth by um, eighteen sixty eight. Which the Fourteenth Amendment is what freed the slaves, right? I don't know. No, fifteen, sixteen, fourteen. But around that time, because it's you know Civil War era. So yeah. Right. Like, you know, that's the first time you could be born here and be a citizen. That's what? I mean. That's I think that's why that amendment was enacted. It was to guarantee citizenship to slaves. Ah, um, yeah. Because, because like uh, uh, after they were freed, I mean, there were lots of efforts to restrict them from like voting and like participating in all these mm-hmm. things and stuff. Because yeah. on the basis that they weren't citizens, they didn't blah 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 blah. So but that's, that would that's, ensure they're right. That's kind of the genesis, mm-hmm. I think, of birthright citizenship. Huh. Kind of. Okay. So um, this is uh, this is also the first time that non-white residents could potentially become citizens. Okay. So okay. there you go. Because yeah. um, in 1790, um, it was strictly based on race. Yeah. However, Congress um, still only would allow pre... Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase that. However, Congress only would allow previously owned via slavery African-American citizens. So that means they're still in- excluding Native American, pe- indigenous people, and Mexican indigenous people, and at this time, the Chinese immigrants. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the reason that it excludes Native American people is due to the fact that they, it's a technicality, they technically don't live on American land. Okay. So they're saying 
because I believe reservations at this point, glorified concentration camps, um, reservations at this point exist. So they're saying, well, we gave you your land, so you're not part of America, so you're not a citizen. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) So another people mentioned are the Chinese immigrants, people immigrating um, at this time. They were not able to attain. Yeah. Okay. here. Here it is. They were not able to obtain citizenship, but they could come and work in America under immigrant status. (sighs) Chinese adults were prohibited from naturalizing and becoming citizens. But and here's where it gets real fucky. Their children would be both racially ineligible but for citizenship but also citizens by birth so like just to- a total contradiction what yeah yeah okay yeah exactly so um the page act of 1875 prohibited chinese women from entering the country um and then with the chinese exclusion act of 1882 that ban was in turn gradually expanded until 1917 the asiatic bar zone was put into place and um it spanned like most of the globe okay um so basically a chinese immigration ban was put across Jesus. Nations. Um, yeah, which is something you don't hear Do you about know either. Why? I think it's really just racial. Fuck. Um, uh, its purpose was to ensure that all Asians, quote unquote, being aliens and ineligible of citizenship. Mm. So, yeah. Um, and then also uh, that would make their children even naturally born in a state ineligible for oh citizenship. Oh, God. Um, so in 1921 and 1922, for the first time, quotas were being put in place to restrict European immigrants in America. And this essentially was only put in place. So it's like, oh, we're going to give back. We're going to limit the amount of Europeans that can come in. Yeah. However, the actual motive behind it was to limit the Southern and Eastern immigrants okay. from Europe. Sounds okay. Like, okay. Um, that, because they were seen as less desirable Mm -hmm. so it gets real fucky here uh they actually start to encourage this um this starts a long and storied reign of encouraging mexican migration because they need the labor force of course right um um and especially also chinese immigration uh oh sorry no especially with the Chinese immigration banned. So they can't have the Chinese immigrants come over anymore. So now they're like, um, Mexico, come on up and and work. And because they're easier to deport. Fuck. Oh, because Mexico is literally... South, right there. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So they they needed help because we're industrializing. They needed help with railroads, mines, farms, and construction. Um, And... Uh, then it said, yeah, the added bonus is that the American government can easily deport them across the southern border when they're no longer needed. <laughs> so this becomes, um, and they're like encouraging them to come. Mm-hmm. They're like, we need your help. Come on, come work. And um, we'll give you a job. And this turns into a formal program called Brocero programs that are kind of on and off from the 1920s all the way up until the 1960s, where then... Um, American people start to be like, why are we like having programs where we encourage these people to come and then deporting them back? Like the American people, the the American people start to get really confused. And this is where the American government 
turns the coins undocumented and illegal mm. to over time cover the fact that they're encouraging Mexican people to come to be labor forces and then deporting them, them. when they're dis- treating them like disposable people. So they coin these terms because they come with like, they, they sound, you know, undocumented or illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a negative connotation. So they coin these terms for these and they cut these Bracero programs so that their actions are seen as more justifiable by the American people. What, in Which, what year is this? Um, the, res- the, the program 1960s oh wow huh. so um, yeah that's kind of uh, that's kind of where we're at today even yeah. that yeah. we're encouraging yeah. people and you, they use those terms yeah illegal and undocumented to justify asking people to come and work in the America in America and then um Treating them disposable and, yeah, and exploit, deporting them. Exploiting them and then yeah, and then blaming them, them up absolutely. and spitting them back out. Yeah. So that you you as in the American government are less responsible for your actions. Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So can't say that I'm surprised. <laughs> that was wild to me that that's been going on since the 1800s that they've been telling Mexican people. And they Come even had in. these these Bracero programs, which were like like programs like they were like come and work for us yeah and and that's why i i believe personally that is also why the bracero programs were so on and off because they were like they had them and then they didn't and then they had them and then they indefinitely stopped in the 1960s yeah and um probably because yeah probably because the american people were like what the fuck like what why are we having these programs to bring people here and then you're deporting them like what the (laughs) hell um so around this time is also the development of ellis island which ellis island is where Mm -hmm. all the immigrants have to come through um and the idea that people needed to be inspected and deemed fit to enter the united states um and they really um justified it by saying they were searching for diseases like tuberculosis right. and things like yeah. that and actually um a big one with the mexican population because they were seen as quote you know uh dirty lousy and yeah um yeah <laughs> uh was lice yeah which everybody gets lice yeah every kid in their life gets yeah. lice i have lice right now <laughs> <laughs> like um but also in the you know back in the day it's also more common yeah right. So here's the thing. Um, well, sorry, but that's where the term lousy comes from. Really? Yeah. Lousy, lousy, lice, a louse. No. Okay. That makes sense that I he know. would say that then. So they're specifically targeting the Mexican people. Um, and I believe it was San Antonio. Like the the mayor said, or governor, I can't remember, I'm sorry, um, is basically like, I'm going to clean up San Antonio. And so they start targeting these Mexican people. And the government officials, uh, oh yeah, so they, they called them dirty, lousy, and unclean, began a widespread search for lice in homes. So they were going in homes of the, the of the Mexican people families searching for lice for lice yeah and if they did they would take everything in their home into the street and burn it what and the evacuate fuck? the families it gets worse it's it, embarrassing that would have been yeah for sure it gets so much worse <laughs> that things you didn't know about if families were um if it, if lice was found families were and it could be anybody one person in the house um if families if lice was found families would be removed from their homes their possessions burned in the street they'd be forced to take gasoline baths <gasps> and have their heads shaved oh. 
um, they would re- they would then receive a certificate of cleanliness, and this would need to be renewed every eight days. Oh my! Every eight days. God. Can you imagine just like a little girl getting her head shaved oh. and being told, you know, believing that she she was dirty and you know it's her hygiene that causes I don't know I'm a little little kid or something. That's fucked. So. It spreads into where quite possibly the largest source of disease is anywhere, the the southern jails. So they specifically target the Hispanic. Well, I keep saying Hispanic. It's truly Mexicans. Yeah. The Mexican inmates. I know we're so conditioned to think that the word, even the word fucking Mexican is like a dirty word. That's <laughs> awful. Um, well, I, I, I personally just do it because I know how... Uh, offensive it is to call just any person of right. Hispanic descent yeah, Mexican. Yeah, yeah because they, literally there's no indication. You can't fucking look at someone and know if they're if they're Mexican. Right, yeah, right. I, I, I specifically remember, uh, this is one of my favorite memories, in a soccer game, um, this girl that was my defense, um, uh, another girl from like some uppity white school you're playing was like, shut up you dirty fucking Mexican and Candy grabbed her by the hair, Did threw her on the ground and said, yeah, I'm El Salvadorian, bitch. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Get it right. <laughs> and then you're she got ejected a, from the game. You're gonna be a racist fuck, at least be accurate. <laughs> you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so this spreads to, um, this is quite... This one gave me chills. Uh, this spreads to the jails, which are obviously like the hub of disease because yeah. right. Um, and uh, so they are putting these Mexican inmates into large mass gasoline baths at the same time um, for the same cause. Um, and <clears throat> this starts what is referred to as the jail holocaust because guards start lighting matches in these gasoline gasoline baths and lighting these inmates ablaze. What and what what year again? Or is is gasoline? This is happening. Fire I bass believe, happening. Uh, in the nineteen twenties. Why don't I, Why don't we know this? That's insane. It, because there's still a deep rooted prejudice against Mexican Jesus. people. Jesus. Yeah. A horrible, horrible. Thing. The jail holocaust. I've never heard of that ever. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely speechless. Mm-hmm. Not great for podcasts, but. So, um, yeah. And uh, at the inspections, um, it's also reported that at this these inspections, um, I feel so bad I forgot this girl's name and I didn't write it down. At these inspections, they also treated the Mexican women absolutely fucking terrible. So the uh, it should be say said also that I'm brushing over what inspections entail. Yeah. I mean, they're horribly horribly like de i'm losing my words Mm -hmm. invasive dehumanizing that's what i'm looking for they're stripped naked they're being assaulted they're um the guards or the officers at these centers are taking pictures of the mexican women and putting them up in local bars (laughs) nude naked yeah fuck during their inspections um and because in uh, it's so dehumanizing and so humiliating, and especially uh, in Hispanic culture, this goes completely undiscussed, widely undiscussed, yeah. because the shame. I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Right. Um, 
so and I forgot her name, but she so deserves her name to be said. Um, at this time, actually, there is a 17 year old Mexican woman that starts an entire fucking riot um, mm. because she's like, this is absolute fucking bullshit at the border. And she is a true fucking hero. Like, I, I got to find I her I think name. we can take okay. time to look her up. Yeah. We'll just nice revolt. We, we Hell yeah. I love our revolution. Yeah, me too. 17 years old, too. Damn. I like her. Me too. A new book tells the story of what happened when a 17-year-old Mexican maid refused to take a gasoline bath and convinced 30 other trolley passengers in 1917. But what's her name? Carmelita Torres. Carmelita, you're a bad bitch. Yeah, truly. And uh, really riled up everyone else. And, Hell yeah. And yeah. stood up. And to be 17 and do that. Right. Like, Dude. Right. Good for you. Wild. Um... So at these um, station inspection stations, they're sp- spraying people down with chemicals, even if they don't need it. Even well, if they like pass their need inspection, it, nobody knows right. because right. they need to sanitize them because they're just dirty and they're coming from <sighs> dirty places. And um, the chemicals that they're using are DDT and Zyklon D. Oh my which god! These are outlawed now, and they were farm pesticides that were being used, like onto people's skin. They're literally <gasps> like a like. There's pictures like, um, like a sprayer you would spray uh-huh. your plants with, like this close, just oh three inches from god. their face, spraying them down in their face, like. And uh, these farmers aren't even allowed to use these pesticides anymore. That's um, here's where it gets worse. So. They're using the cyclone um, D at these um, to disin- disinfect quote unquote immigrants. Um, then Nazi Germany is like, hey, do you see what America's yeah. doing over here? Are you saying cyclone? Like what they would use? Hold them? on. Oh. Let the viewers get in on this. I thought you said cyclone. Okay, I'm fuck. Hold on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, Nazi Germany comes in and is like, check out this chemical. This Nazi scientist, which his name doesn't need to be said, uh, <laughs> is like, check out what America's doing and cites America's disinfection success quote unquote and it's like we should be doing that so they start doing that which then leads to them later figuring out they can use it in concentrated amounts for gas yes. chambers oh. citing the US's success with the Mexican people <laughs> so it's the same chemical that they're using in gas chambers to for mass genocide against the Jewish people and other minority groups oh my god also, in the 1930s, the SS St. Louis carried 900 Jewish refugees fleeing from Nazi the Nazi party into Cuba. Okay. And they had their, um, their landing certificates and their transit visas for Cuba. However, there was such a deep anti-Semitic and actually a fear that they were communists, which, LOL, Cuba, like, <laughs> are you fucking serious? Um uh, that the Cuban government, even though they had all their documentation, would still not let them in. Fuck. And they were only going to Cuba to wait until their U.S. Um, certifications went through. Mm-hmm. So their boat has to is forced to sail on towards Florida, and passengers were quoted saying that they could see the lights of Miami when they started calling in and asking the U.S. for refuge. Mm-hmm. However, um, the United States with, held a similar anti-Semitic um, yep. fear, um, and were, they would not grant them asylum. Mm. The ship was then forced to sail back to Europe, <gasps> where some passengers were able to enter a few other European countries. Um, I would guess kind of the ones with, you know, some 
uh, prejudice against them as well, but ultimately fell back into the hands of German soldiers, soldiers, and one-fourth of the passengers perished in the Holocaust. Wow. So, (laughs) um, in July... Our current administration announced uh, a massive change to the asylum system, and this change is um, now forcing, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here, we will not grant refuge to anyone unless they have successfully sought asylum in another country previously to enter the United States. So kind of like... They have to have asylum in another country? Before they can get asylum here. But then why the fuck would you need to come to the United States? Right. If you, yeah, if you're... This change is actually a violation of domestic and international law. Um, it would effectively force many refugees to return to their origin country, the ones that are already here, because they didn't previously seek asylum elsewhere. Mm. Um, but it is currently being challenged in court. Okay. Um, it might... It actually might be in completion, but... My research, I could wasn't able to find the answer to that, but I know that it is being fought because it, it's a violation of domestic and international law. So I would hope that it wouldn't pass. Uh, our current administration is actually uh, has actually urged for the easing of European immigrants as well. So um, yeah, in case you didn't know, I I won't name drop or anything, but a certain someone in the administration. Hmm. <laughs> Um, has said that they want to make it easier for European immigrants to come over to encourage European immigration, um, followed by mass deportation of the immigrants from our southern neighbors. Oh, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Get the whites in and get the browns out. So we're still on the same shit that we were right. before. Right. And this article actually was quoted saying, this must be the great America that we're looking for. Um, so this kind of favoring essentially is a form of racial whitening of the American people. Yeah. And right. the Huffington Post reported this. I liked I liked this. I directly quoted this because I really liked it. The policies being promo- he is promoting is an eerie way is in an eerie way a logical continuation of centuries of policy making that sought to create a country of white people. Well, that's fucking true. Yeah. Shit. It's always been about. Yeah. Being white. And I, I guess I always knew that, but um, I never knew it went that far, you know? Yeah. Um, that, like, all the laws we put into place. And I had no idea, even as, like, my family are Hispanic immigrants, um, my, you know, ancestors, not right. my dad or anything. But um, even that, I didn't know that they had these Bracero programs where these people mm-hmm. were coming yeah, in, which makes that. it even more interesting that, um, and I don't even know if you two know this, that when my grandfather came over, he got married and he actually changed his last name to her last name. Wow. So that, and that makes me wonder if he was a part of the Bracero programs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't want to get deported because right. it's like, you asked me to come here. So yeah, my, my real last name was actually, would be Ramirez. Really? really? Yeah. I also think it's interesting. I wonder if, um, so it was Asento is my great-great-grandfather and Isabella is my great-great-grandmother. And her last name was Aguilar. Yeah. And um, it does make me wonder because Aguilar in Spanish is actually what is called a haunt of eagles, like a flock. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that sounds pretty American to me. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So it makes me wonder if they changed their last name too. Oh, uh, sure. Um, 
Hmm. So it's, it's kind of debated in our family. But it's, it's Aguilar now. <laughs> no, it's Aguilar. But it's we're, we're right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I just really like that. So I thought I would also just kind of sum it up with the process of immigration because I feel like a lot of people are unfamiliar with that. Let's do it. Yes. Is this, so is this the, like the state-approved, stamped legal? Yes, this is from. legal process? Directly from the U.S. Department of State. Okay. Okay. So I definitely don't know this. They break it up into, quote, four easy steps. So <laughs> easy. Easy um, So first, if you want to become a citizen, you have to petition to become a citizen. Um, the only way to submit a petition is that you have to be sponsored by a U.S. citizen or however they are a citizen. They might be legally a citizen. They might be born here. Okay. Okay. You can only be sponsored um to petition by an immediate relative or an employer. So that means mom, dad, brother, sister, son, daughter. That's what they, on the U.S. website, say is a... How the fuck are you supposed to... Not an uncle, not an aunt. How are you supposed to have family, immediate family in the United States, if you're not already a fucking citizen of the United States? Right. Or an employer. So basically, you have to get a job here. You have to already have a job here. Hmm... Easy peasy, right? That's what Easy said. peasy. So that's step one. That's step one, oh, baby. Get right over that. <laughs> <laughs> that is petition. So after your petition is approved, you begin the national. Okay, so it begins the national visa center processing. So they process. That's a whole time period. You have to wait. You have to petition. You have to find somebody to petition. You have to go through. Uh, the National Visa Center, they process your application. And how long can that take? Because from I, what I hear, years. I don't have um, the specific breakdown of each processing time. I wasn't able to get that, but I have the overall at the end. Okay. Um, so after they've processed, then they send on to the consular, con- consular? How would you say that? Consular. The consular electronic application center, and they have to process it. So then you have to choose an agent. You have to choose someone to represent you. Mm-hmm. And pretty much... Um, and, and state your case, um, which makes me wonder. I didn't really get a lot of details on that, but it makes me wonder if you get to be present to present your case, yeah, or somebody else has to yeah. on your behalf, which is kind of fucked. But um, if that's the case, so um, you choose an agent, and pretty much your there's uh, there's a lot more lax on who your agent can be. Um, I they call it an agent, but it kind of seems like a lawyer okay. but not technically because it can be your brother your sister it can be anyone it can, actually it can be yourself too okay so but someone to state your case i think yeah. uh then you have to pay the fees and the fees range from 280 dollars to 450 dollars, and that is your fee to apply oh sure right so then you collect and submit forms and documentation to the national visa center um so you have to submit your visa application uh, collect all of your financial documents, uh, collect supporting documents, which I would assume would be birth records and mm-hmm. things like that, and then submit your documents to the National Visa Center. That's where they get processed. Then they pass it on to the, they call it the NVC, and then they pass it on to the CEAC for processing. Um, and then you have an interview. So you have to prepare your interview, and then they interview you and then uh, or your agent. And then... Um, and then after the interview, you get your determination. So on average, this is on average, okay. the immigration pay process can take seven to 33 months. Gosh. But it's known to take much longer in some cases because if at any point, 
it's there's an error. You have to start from the beginning. Oh my god. Um, and I'm sure you don't get any of the money you sunk into right, it. Right, including Bad. repaying your application fees because you are applying again mm. to be a citizen. So it can become a very long and lengthy process. It's an expensive process. They, especially if you are coming from another country where um, I work a lot with immigrant families and there are some countries that um, will refuse to release your documents. <laughs> Is it because they know you're trying to leave? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know like my but, grandma, right. well, my grandpa's wife, but she's, you know, like my grandma. Yeah. Her, she's trying to get her brother over from Mexico. And she said it's been taking years. Yeah. See, I have... Um, Just roadblock after roadblock is mm-hmm. what she said. Yeah. It, something seems so simple. I have a cousin who... Some of it is by by choice in her own wrongdoing, but some of it is, you know, it's a mix. But anyway, uh, she lived in Mexico previously. She's from America. She, mm-hmm. yeah. She's from Grand Island. Um, but she lived in Mexico previously. She had four kids there. But came across the border to have her kids, which you can have any fucking opinion that you want of that. But she was born here. Yeah. So she wanted her kids to be American citizens. But her her boyfriend, husband, whatever, I don't know what the situation in Mexico was, um, was deported. So he could not come back because Mm -hmm. there's a, you know, he was deported too many times and he can't come back. So um, they were all living there. And she made a decision basically as her boys became school age that she wanted them to get educated in America. Mm-hmm. And she also needed to get away from, you know, what was going on in Mexico because it wasn't safe. And it wasn't. Yeah. And um, so she had three of her kids in Texas. Well, the last one she had in Mexico for whatever reason, yeah. you know, Um she was only able to bring her three kids across the border mm-hmm. and one had to stay in Mexico and that child still lives in Mexico. Oh my God. And so her hard. three brothers live here. That'd be so hard. And it was her youngest. So she's like maybe three yeah. now. Her baby. Family. She left her out like two months. Oh my God. So it's a lot. Um, and also, uh, also again, speaking from my experience is that I have an uncle, um, in law that is from El Salvador and he came over as a kid yeah. as a refugee at some point he like you know worked at my community's high refugee population yeah. and we have like a lot of plants and factories so he's worked at one of these plants for for years I mean decades yeah and he's married he has two kids and um they basically came to him one day and said well the civil war in El Salvador is over mm-hmm. and so you're no longer a refugee um, you also have to prove your marriage is legit and your two kids are legit. Oh. Um, and, but y- you can just hop on back over to El Salvador. Just buy. Get your papers and then you can come back. Should take no longer than six months. Uh, he was there for three years. And because of that, I assumed that my aunt wasn't really able to get any financial help either with her kids. And she also had to pay for like lawyers and mm-hmm. all his paperwork to get back over. When did your uncle come to the United States originally? Oh, I don't know. Was he really young? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so like he literally has no had no context. She had no life in El Salvador, right? At all, like and, a, like a foreign country. It was a foreign country. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he um, had you know wasn't really able to make any money there. Um, whether he had a job or not, I don't remember. Yeah. But even if he did, the exchange rate something, you right. know, or and it wasn't a quality job like his job at the factory. I'm sure. Yeah. And um, so my aunt is trying to 
pay it's actually my godmother but she's trying to pay for you know lawyers and getting over to el salvador to see so her kids can see their dad because they were also like six and eight or something like that when he left and he was gone for three years and because they also it's just every bullshit at every corner that i feel like people don't understand about the immigration process they said he had tuberculosis what um and so he had to be treated for that so then they had to pay for tuberculosis treatments he had to be treated for that well then they said he had tuberculosis after that again oh which my. you can't fucking get tuberculosis twice um <sighs> and so they they had to treat him for it again and prove that he was treated for it before he could get here and it was just a really lengthy process uh, and it was back? a lot of bullshit. He's back. Good. Yes. That's that has a good ending. He's back. He's been back for uh, some time. Good old Uncle Carlos. That's fucking I mean it's just beyond the realm of fucked up. Mhm. Yeah, so I just like to give some some personal stories to, you know, because I feel like so many people are like, it's easy. Well, it's not. And they're like, just follow the process. And it's like, well, the process is fucked. Well, the like, process right, is, right. The process the is designed to keep undesirable, quote unquote, people away. Right. Yeah. And they deem what is undesirable. Also, when they, especially with Mexican immigrants, when they, they want them to come over undocumented so that they can use their labor force and get rid of them. It's fucked. Like, those are the consequences, too, of, like, you've got the the three-year-old who doesn't live with her siblings and her mother. Yeah, you have, sure. like, your, un- your uncle. Who, yeah. Mm-hmm. There are legitimate, legitimate consequences to, to people fucking wanting to build a wall or wanting to vote for somebody who wants to build a wall. Like, And it's amazing to me that they coined two terms, and that is what we focus on illegal so illegal yeah. and undocumented mm-hmm. that people focus on so much that so they're like negative. well these people um, they came over illegally so they got to go back when the government fucking coined that term so you would think that because the government asked ask those people to come, to come over and work it's fucked up it's awful it is um immigrants are fucking awesome hell yeah brother i love them what we need in this country to make this country Show. This country would be strictly Native American if it weren't for, were for immigrants. Any immigrants at all. Well, I mean, really, if you want to go all the way back, this country would be empty for, for immigrants because humanity began in Africa. And then we spread out all over the mm. world like a cancer. When we were <laughs> Pangea? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. This bitch don't know about Pangea. I know about Pangea. <laughs> I, th- I think we came to North America when there was uh, like a thing. Ice bridge, ice right? between Alaska and Russia. That's what they say. And that's when we, <laughs> that's what they say, but I don't <laughs> know about so that. So y'all have both seen Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I know that I, especially living in uh, Nebraska, I know that this is a really conservative area and mm-hmm. there's definitely like liberal mm-hmm. pockets like Lincoln and Omaha. But even right. then, there's a lot of people that I know in my personal experience that I've heard have said um, with this past administration, um, yeah, like he says all these awful racist things. Um, but he also talked about, you know, these other things like jobs and the economy and he wasn't a politician. And, you know, that's great. That's why I voted for him. But you can't ignore that they're real fucking damaging consequences mm-hmm. to like real people right now there's children in cages there's people people have died mm-hmm. um because because white people are privileged enough to say i this doesn't affect me and you know i want the economy to be better blah 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 blah. And it's all based <laughs> on bullshit anyway but fucked up yeah this is real shit this is a dark uh, episode and mm-hmm. i i important 
I will say, yeah, it's been a dark kind of day. Yeah. Uh, I will say too. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about people eating people? Doesn't that seem, doesn't that seem tame? (laughs) (laughs) Vanilla. That's pretty light. Yeah. I, I will say just to cover my basis that the, the act of encouraging European immigration and, uh, deportation of Mexican people, even though they're encouraged here to come and work, um, has been, like I said, since the dawn of time, Yeah. but, um, it has expanded through every administration, regardless of party. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Including our previous We need a we need a fucking Carmelita again to come in. Let's go, Carmelita Torres. You fucking animal warrior. We need a leader. (laughs) Do you think she's still alive? She was seventeen in nineteen twenty two. She might be. She's probably gonna live forever. Is Carmelita Torres still alive? (laughs) We don't find out. Oh, she was a red haired Mexican woman. Wow. What? She was a people of different oh, orientations. Not orientations the doesn't exist. <laughs> they can't. They all look the same. Only right? white people can have red hair. I think she's still alive. Um. Oh, El Paso. Sorry, I think I said oh, um, San, San Antonio. Antonio. Um, That's okay. I'll just correct that. The Latina Rosa Parks. I think she is. Wait, Wait born nineteen hundred. Why is she the Latina Rosa Parks when she oh. came before Rosa Parks? Rosa True. Parks would be the black because Carmelita don't, Torres. Don't I know, know, I know, I know. <laughs> Jesus. Timelines. It's just she's born in nineteen hundred, but there's no way. There's no way she's one hundred and nineteen years old. I don't know. If she anyone could do it, it's Carmelita. Carmelita. <laughs> wow. Um. Let me do Carmelita Torres' death. It doesn't say. Maybe no one kept up with her. I think she's still alive. I mean, they did kind of brush all that shit under the rug. Yeah. I have no idea. That is all of that stuff is completely new information to me. We had jail holocausts. We were no, I've never just heard lighting that. mass amounts of Mexican prisoners on this fire. Is, see, this is why I wanted to do this podcast because it's kind of stuff like I immediately want to like call my mom and be like, "Did you know this?" Oh, I love doing this. It's so shook. Yeah. These are things. We Two need words. To know. Two fucking words created an anti-Mexican culture in our country. I have two words for America and they're <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So that is the dark history wow. of immigration. Very dark. Well, thank you for that. That was important and enlightening. Um, it was very important. Good to know. Good to hear. Very um, current to issues. Please register to vote. And um, you can uh, hit us up at hello at theawfulhour.com if you have a personal story about um, immigration or anything like that that you would want to share with us. How it personally affected you. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 100%. Or you can reach us at uh, The Awful Hour on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Get in touch. Get in contact. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Rate. Subscribe. Review. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what to do. Uh, In the meantime, thank you for listening. And... Later, losers. (laughs) (laughs) With us laughing.